Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. Who are you not being, and what are you not doing in life? Discover the person you know you could be at mountainmindtricks.com. What if you become the person you know you could be? What would happen if you only had positive thoughts and feelings about your future? What would happen if you didn't have negative emotions or limiting beliefs? Mountain Mind Tricks is specialized in eight-hour sessions that release anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and anxiety forever. Get 30 years of therapy in eight hours. All you have to do is go to mountainmindtricks.com, click the discovery session button, schedule a time, and fill out the form. Go to mountainmindtricks.com. I discovered this new technology recently. Check out mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Essential Vibes has this resonant frequency wristband, which stops EMFs from stressing your body. Because that stress is removed, people are seeing dramatic improvements in pain management, strength, mental clarity, memory, sleep, and a bunch of other things. Go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection and check it out. You know, the first time I saw this, I totally thought it was a scam. You know, but then I put it on, and I was able to test my strength and balance and see that it improved significantly. Even my sleep has changed. I was so impressed with this, I had to add this to my business. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. I'm so excited for my guest today, Maggie Dong. She's a fitness trainer, nutritionist, coach, all the things above, but she also uses uh, these four pillars of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And Maggie, can you introduce yourself and, and tell the audience what you're up to, what you offer, and how you got here? Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. My name is Maggie. And I am a fitness and life coach. I'm also a podcaster. So I specialize in the four areas of fitness, so the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness. And the reason for that is because I found that in my own life, if I miss any one of these areas in my life, I was using things outside of myself to fill those voids. So for example, I I would be using food to fill a void or I'd be chasing after relationships to try to make myself happy. So at the end of the day, I realized that it all came down to finding these things within myself and realizing that I am able to be at peace and feel happy and feel whole just on my own. And that created this entire brand for me now to share that with other people to fulfill these four areas of their lives on their own so that they don't have to rely on anything else to fill those voids. That's so amazing. And, and, uh, you know, just the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual levels of life. It's, it's something that's uh, kind of a pillar as well in NLP, uh, mental, emotional release. It's, it's huge to have each of these areas really filled out and to work on them because, you know, we can be, we've all seen the person that's super spiritually fit in India, but they're not super physically fit or maybe they're not financially fit or uh, emotionally, mentally. It's like all these society things, we really focus on so much on the physical. So I love, I love the way you're, you're looking at this. It's amazing. And, and tell me more about, about, unlearning societal norms and how that fits into this. Yeah, absolutely. So we, I believe we we were all born complete and whole and perfect. And as we grow up, we start learning these things that kind of prevent us from living our best life, which you know, we we don't really even think about this that often, but, you know, like the things that we're learning from our parents, maybe at some point when you're growing up, your parents told you that 
you have to be perfect to be accepted in this society and now you have developed this perfectionistic tendency that is holding you back from living your best life and taking actions towards the things that you're passionate about because you are so focused on having things be perfect. So that's an example of things that we have learned throughout our lives And now it is our responsibility to unlearn those things so that we can get get back to our core. So it's almost like the way that I see it, it's like an onion and personal development. It's like peeling back the layers on that onion so that eventually we can get to the very core, which is our true being. And we might not ever get there in this lifetime and that's okay, but it's the journey towards that destination that is the most enjoyable. Oh, that's such an amazing analogy of peeling away all the programs, all the opinions that everybody else puts on on us in society and our families and our relationships, right? And that uh, we really peel all that stuff back. There's something at the center that's so much more important than all those um, apps or programs that are running inside of our mind, right? Absolutely. I think a really great question to ask ourselves constantly is is the question of who am I? And I think the whole personal development journey is to find the answer to that question because who we are right now, who we think we are, is not who we actually are. And an example could be if I say, hey, I'm a podcaster or I'm a coach, then the question is, who was I before I became a podcaster? Like, was I, was I not a thing, right? So I think there, there is that center, that core, and, and it's just that conscious being that we are, that we have to find out what that really means for us. We have a lot of societal labels for who we are, but I feel like the majority of us don't really truly know who we are. And who is Maggie Dong, Dong at the core? That's a great question. Um, you know, I am still trying to figure it out, but I like to take an observer view in my life. I believe that, you know, I can say that I'm a coach or a podcaster, but that is something that I am observing. And behind all of this body, behind my mind, there is this this thing we can call it consciousness and and it's just that awareness of what everything is and it is not attached to any external labels it is not identifiable even i feel like we can't we can't really put that in into like a definition and it's just that awareness that being of, of the external world that is happening Oh, I love it. Yeah, definitely. And and for me personally, you know, I feel like I'm a, a being of light and that we're all humans, you know, right now, but we're we're so much more than that and that we're here to experience this for a little while and to learn in this in this place, on this planet. And and I just love that analogy of just consciousness or awareness of no labels and it's it's something to go that deep into spiritual fitness is so important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And spiritual fitness. I mean, I love how you said that to really understand ourselves, we we have to go deeper into the spiritual side because I really think that our entire life is a spiritual is spiritual training and everything everything is in fact spiritual and we're just spiritual beings living a human experience. So if we don't understand the spiritual aspects of life, I think we're missing out on a lot. Absolutely. And and I'm curious, have you had uh, major spiritual experiences in your life? Uh, anything like uh, NDEs or out of bodies or any sort of spiritual awakening um, that brought you to this conclusion? Um, well, I wouldn't say, first of all, as a conclusion, because I still feel like I know nothing and I'm still learning about spirituality and and really just about life. I, I'm always learning and I'm new to this journey. But throughout my life, I've had certain experiences, just just traumas and adversities that have made me who I am today. And I can share a little bit more about that. So when I was 16, I lost my mom to cancer. So that was a big, 
event that was a major turning point in my life. And at that point, my father was also incarcerated. So my dad has been incarcerated for years now. And when I was 16, after losing my mom, I just kind of became this this alone, this independent person. And I was forced to then step up to the plate and take care of my little brother, who is five years younger than me, and take care of myself. So those those events in my life really shaped me to become who I am today. And my spiritual awakening really started happening when I realized that we're not, our life is not just limited to to this human experience. It took me a long time to figure out this concept of death because witnessing my mom's death at such a young age, I was devastated. And in order to really come to terms with that, I needed to explore a little bit more of spirituality and realize that her life didn't just end here. And and there there is so much more. She is no longer in a physical body, but she has a soul that is everlasting. And the way that I see it now, it's that everything in this universe is made up of energy. And energy is neither created nor destroyed. So by her leaving this physical body, I mean, I don't know where she is, but I know that her life didn't just end here. So I think that was the beginning of my spiritual journey, just coming to terms with death. And now I'm not afraid of death anymore because I know that our our souls are not destroyed after this. So I would say that's the beginning of my awakening. Wow, that's such an amazing story, and thank you for your for sharing. and And I'm sorry for your loss. and And you know, for me, I had such a similar experience. and And there was things when I was younger, but about five years ago, I I lost my engine captain, um, and that was so devastating. And like, kind of like you're saying, it made me face death for the first time in a really real way. And it it forced me to have this spiritual connection that I was kind of running away from my whole life. And, and so I can, I can relate, not that I understand, but I can relate to what you're saying. And it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing journey that you're talking about. And I think the way you talked about energy is kind of a good segue into, I almost feel like the emotions we're having and our emotional fitness is kind of how the energy is reacting with our bodies. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, emotions are, our energy emotion. They're 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 pretty much just energies going through our body. And the way that I like to work with emotions is that we have to be willing to let emotions pass through us. Because I think a lot of the times people block out certain emotions. I feel like crying sometimes is looked down upon. In in the society, we are told that we cannot cry or that's a sign of weakness. But Crying is just like any other emotion. And if you avoid that, if you try to hold yourself back from expressing those emotions, at some point that energy builds up and you come to a tipping point where everything just breaks and you maybe have a huge breakdown because you have store those emotions in your body for so long. So I think working with emotions is really just accepting all the emotions that flow through us and understand that if you just let it flow through and you don't hold on to anything, you don't you don't prevent anything from happening, life just will be so effortless because life is literally just flowing through you. Wow, I love that. And and you know that's something I work with a lot with the uh you know I'm a master practitioner in NLP and mental emotional release and it's so powerful exactly what you're saying is to just accept those emotions and let them go. And of course, you know, mental emotional release is a whole whole another level of that, but it's it's also just day-to-day life of of just letting those emotions go because who are they hurting? Nobody but you, right? Absolutely. The more you hold on to it, the the more I mean, I can even give you an example. Yesterday, I just had this like 
breakdown, this crazy breakdown. And and looking back at it after I had a good cry, I looked back on it and I realized that I haven't cried in a while because I was honestly trying to not dip into that sadness. But once I cried, everything just felt so much better. And I felt lighter. So it's just like letting these emotions pass through without trying to avoid them. It helps a lot. And how do you help some of your clients to to work through these emotions? You know, for me, a great technique is journaling, but what are, what are some things that you use? Yeah, I love journaling as well. And honestly, I think the best thing to do is just to feel it out and, and don't do anything. Like there's nothing you have to necessarily do to work with these emotions other than being aware and and again sitting in that observer seat just observe the thoughts that are coming up and observe how your body feels and where are the tensions and just let that emotion come up and and let it go so it's just being there to feel it out instead of using something else to cover it up because i think a lot of the times people will maybe turn to drugs to numb emotions and turn to food to maybe you know get get more comfort in their lives but if you don't sit through the emotions and let it pass through it's always going to be there and it's always going to come back to get you absolutely and and are you familiar with the emotion code or books that talk about the where we hold emotions inside of our body is really how there's this really big mind body energy connection right that's going on and it's so emotional and it's it's really kind of on the edge of science right now but it's it's so interesting uh the emotion code um louise hayes kind of work those things that are talking about well if we we actually release those emotions that are stuck in say your knee then there's a lot of healing that can happen that's way beyond just a knee pain right absolutely i um I haven't looked into those books, but now that you're bringing it up, I will look into them. Absolutely. So cool. And and so when we talk about spiritual and emotional and really the next one is mental, right? And and mental fitness. Like tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So mental fitness really comes down to I feel like the biggest thing is mental discipline. And discipline people don't like to talk about discipline because it's difficult. It requires you to choose long-term satisfaction over instant gratification. And people don't like to do that. And we live in a society where we love instant gratification. You know, Amazon's two-day delivery. When you don't get your package in two days, you're on the phone with them and you're asking, well, where is my package? And we're just very impatient nowadays. And discipline is really realizing that that long-term satisfaction, that long-term goal is way more important than your short-term pleasure. So we can use maybe the gym, for example, you maybe don't feel like going to the gym right now. And there are days where the last thing I want to do is get myself to the gym. But that's where the mental discipline comes in. You are choosing your long-term results over your comfort right now and you're getting yourself off the couch to the gym and you realize that after you actually get a workout and it, it wasn't that bad and you actually feel better but it's just in that moment when you want to give up you're choosing to maybe take the more difficult route right now but your future will be a lot easier oh i love the way you explain that of of really like it's so hard sometimes to have that discipline and it's, it's not talked about a lot. And I think that, uh, that mental fitness is all about, you know, that obstacle you're having of having the hard time going to the couch or, or going to the gym and having the hard time getting up and going, being motivated to go do something that you really want to do. But the couch is so much better, right? Like in the moment. And it's like, but if we just change our mindset just a little bit of, Maybe it's not so much of an obstacle, but where's the opportunity, right? Mm, absolutely. And it starts with the little things, like not even with the gym. Let's just say you want to start developing mental discipline. It it starts off with you keeping promises to yourself. Like if you say that you're going to do something and you don't do it and, and now you 
you're you're basically proving to yourself that you can't be trusted if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it and the thing that I personally like to practice is every morning I wake up at 5.30. No matter what day of the week it is, what holiday it is, I have an alarm on my phone at 5.30. And even if I don't feel like waking up, I tell myself when the alarm goes off at 5.30, I have to get up because this is just for me to train my mind to say that when I say go, we get out of bed and we don't stay in the comfort of our blankets, even though it feels it, it feels amazing. I want to sleep in sometimes, but that's the way it's just for me to train my mental discipline. And that then carries into the rest of my life because if every morning I'm able to make that decision, then the rest of my day, I can make bigger decisions. Wow, that's so powerful. And you're so right of just the micro habits, right? The little tiny things that we choose to do every day actually has such a major impact on our life of maybe drinking that one more glass of water, maybe going to the gym that one more time this week, or maybe that one more rep, or maybe that one more minute of meditation that we're committed to every single day or week. It's it's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. And it's it's like that saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If if your car is a mess, if you don't make your bed every morning, if you if you skip the little things, then it's probably a guarantee that the bigger things in your life will also be a mess. Absolutely. And and it's just kind of a reflection of of how strong are you mentally? What is your mindset? Is it fixed or is it growing, right? Yeah, having that growing and abundant mindset, it's super important. Absolutely. And, and so we've touched on spiritual, mental, emotional, and, and, and to me, once all those are aligned, it's really, now we can start manifesting things in the physical, you know, we can talk about business, we can talk about weight loss, you know, anything that somebody's trying to do. Once we align all of these, it really comes down into the physical. And it's so much easier to really take that action and focus, isn't it? Yeah, the physical always follows whatever is going on inside of you. Like your your external reality is just an, just a reflection of your internal reality. So in order to to really manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest, it's important to take action on a physical level, but at the same time that internal work is where the transformation really happens. Absolutely. And it's, it's just, it's such an amazing experience to go through that journey and then to start helping people as a coach. And I think that's probably one of the most empowering things I've done with my life. And, and what it sounds like you're doing too, is, is taking these lessons and passing them on to your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what we're doing as coaches. We have gone through our own transformations and now we want to be able to impact our clients in that way and hopefully save, save them some time and effort and, and not have to go through the things that we've gone through. Yeah, yeah. And and so earlier, um, we talked about, you know, ego versus higher self. Like, tell me more about that, like ego versus higher self and, and what's the difference there? Yeah, so the ego is something obviously that is here to protect us in in this world in our physical world we actually need the ego to to prevent us from from a lot of danger but the problem here right now is that most of us are letting our egos run the show pretty much in our lives. So we are making decisions based on ego and the ego's decisions are all based on fear, shame, and guilt. Like anytime you're doing something or not doing something because you're scared, that is your ego. And your higher self is your your soul pretty much. And it's just this consciousness and your higher self doesn't know what it feels like to be scared and your higher self doesn't know shame or guilt the only thing your higher self knows is how to love and in every moment we have a choice to choose between following our higher self versus following our ego we can choose to act out of love or we can choose to act out of fear and when you choose your higher self, that's when 
that's when your life gets really effortless because when you are not running that autopilot story of fear and shame, you release a lot of the burden off of your shoulders and you're more likely to make decisions that lead you to the path that that is going to take you to the life that you really want to live versus when you live out of fear, you live out of your ego, we are scared to take the risk that will take us to where we want to go. Absolutely. Sometimes there's that big risk or that big jump we have to take to really follow our heart purpose or our heart's calling, right? And and how do you help your clients open up their heart center and open up to their higher self? Yeah, you know, the thing that I like to tell people is is that everything is scary until you're doing it. Um, we we have this we have this habit as humans of before we even try to do something, we first run it in our heads and, and run a story to figure out everything possible that could go wrong. So for example, let's say we want to start a new podcast, right? We might sit here for a long time trying to figure out the best plan of action to start a podcast, figure out the things that might go wrong. Well, what are my friends going to say? What if I can't talk on a microphone? And what if nobody wants to listen to me? What if everyone is already doing it and I have nothing to say? We have all these what ifs that haven't even happened yet. And we're just worrying about it. We're making up stories in our heads that prevent us from ever taking action because we are now scared that these things are going to happen. But here's the thing. These things that you're making up in your head right now, they haven't happened yet. So there's nothing to worry about in this in this moment except for you to take the very next step. So instead of projecting ourselves into the future and figuring out exactly what it is that we need to do, all you have to do right now is to take that next step. What is the next step that we have to take to start a podcast? Maybe you buy a microphone. That is the next step. That's the only thing you have to do. That's the only thing you have to look at. So if you just understand that the path will become clear as you go along, as long as you just are willing to take that very next step, the opportunities will start opening up to you in the future, then you're more likely to take action because you only have to do that one thing to move you forward. Absolutely. Just that one step, like a, uh, I really love that of not projecting yourself into the future and getting in the, you know, the repeating films of like, that could go wrong, this could go wrong, but really going into one step at a time and taking that focused action on your goals is such a game changer and it takes so much mental discipline to really sit down and write it out to draw it out to really like think through what's one step the second step and the third step and then that's all you have to do is one step out of a time i love that advice that is so perfect and and this higher self that you're talking about i i resonate with this so much i i wrote a whole book about this of um awakening to your heart fire and and awakening to that higher self that's so infatuated with love. That's all the higher self cares about is love. And I love like the way you talked about that because it's so universal. I think everybody can get on, get on page with that, that love is probably the most important uh, concept or feeling or energy in the universe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everything is made of love in this universe. I believe that you know, going back to the question of, of who am I and who are you, I think the the answer that I can give you that I feel like is the closest to to what to what it actually is is that we are all made of love and that's who we are and that's what we are. We are all love and we're just taking ourselves in this human form and living a human experience. But everything is made of love and you can choose love in every situation and you can bring that light into the world and spread spread kindness and spread positivity instead of loving you know with 
with expectations. And I think, I think with love, our egos, like the way that ego sees love, like let's say I'm telling someone, hey, I love you so much. The ego is loving with expectations and with conditions. It's almost like, oh, I'll love you if you do this for me, or I'll love you if you love me back. It's like, you don't just simply love because the ego wants to get something in return and the ego is very concerned with the self. But your higher self loves unconditionally and loves without expectations of getting anything in return. And love is really the simplest thing ever. You just simply love people, but what makes it complicated is our egos. Oh, I love that so much. So much love going on in this podcast right now. I love it. And uh, it's so incredible. And to go from ego to higher self, we got to talk about self-love, right? We got to talk about happiness. And how do you how do you help people achieve self-love and happiness? Like that is such a, a major task these days. There's so much going on in the world, but there's so much room for more self-love and happiness, isn't there? Essential oils will change your life. Send an email to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com to get your essential oils kit. Imagine if you could detox from the fire season with a drop of lemon in your water. What if you could relax those sore muscles from your huge workouts with a simple oil blend? Drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Essential oils can uplift your mood, affect you at the cellular level, and boost your immune system. So drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Yeah, absolutely. I think self-love is the key to manifest and attract everything that you want. And I coach my clients on this because I I coach my clients on attracting and manifesting their dream relationships. And the problem that I see there a lot is, is that we try to look for relationships and we try to look for love outside of ourselves. And that is where I was before as well, which is why now I do this for my clients because I was looking for a relationship and I was chasing after love. And what I didn't realize is that this whole time I was chasing after love in somebody else, I had forgotten that I am love and I am made of love. And in order for me to get back to that space is to focus on self-love and loving myself to the point where the love for myself is spilling out, that's how I'm able to love other people unconditionally. Because if you don't love yourself, you don't understand how to love other people, first of all. But also, if you don't love yourself, you're always going to try to seek that from somebody else. And this is where the love for other people becomes conditional and becomes something that has expectations because you haven't filled yourself up with love and now you're expecting somebody else to give it to you and you cannot love other people to the fullest capacity that you're able to. Wow. Yeah. It's so important to have that self-love first, especially in in any relationship. There's got to be self-love on both sides before you can love each other. I truly believe that. And, uh, And I'm curious, so most of your clients come to you for physical fitness and nutrition. Tell me more about that. So I I actually have two programs currently. Um, One is for like physical and nutrition and, and we work on your body. And the other one is for mental, emotional, and spiritual. So I cover all these four pillars between my two programs. Um, but with my physical with my physical program is called the confidently lean method. And it, it's just for women who are trying to get lean, build some muscle and not eat um, very little food. Because what, what I've done in the past is I actually had eating disorders where I was restricting my food so much in order to get lean in my body. And that became just not sustainable. And and it was very detrimental to my health. So my mission is to help women do, do it in a very sustainable way and really learn the educational components behind fitness and nutrition that will create a long-lasting lifestyle for them instead of this short-term diet and short-term fix. Right. So the, the 
the yo-yo dieting or the restricting so much just leads to binging or um, eating disorders, right? It's it's such a hard thing to introduce um, people to, to real food again, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, most women who are coming to me, they have been dieting for so long and they have been restricting themselves. And I mean, like they don't even have hunger cues anymore. Like that's how bad it usually is. I have women who come to me and they're like, I don't even know when I feel hungry anymore because I've been eating so little all of this time and my hunger cues are all gone. And that is just a sad thing for me to see that we have used food as this thing to reach this dream body that we really want within ourselves. And and this diet culture it really, you know, I feel like this whole diet culture thing is is a lack of self-love. It comes from just us hating our bodies so much that we are willing to starve ourselves to create that body that we think we're supposed to have. But anything that doesn't come from love, any change that comes from hatred for your body does not last. This is why we get stuck in this yo-yo dieting thing because you try one thing and you want to give up because your your decision didn't come from love. It came from fear, which is why it doesn't last. I love that so much. And you're really hitting on so much NLP today that there's there's this moving away from energy of like, I'm running away from being overweight, right? We're doing everything we can to um, to lose the weight, we're starving, we're doing the yo-yo dieting. But in the end, it's really a moving away from energy where if we start to move toward and love each other or love ourselves, it's like a whole nother energy. And it's so much more sustainable because there's not that stress of looking behind your back and, and seeing the past. It's everything's looking forward and focusing on what you want instead of being held back, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, like I coach women on manifesting and attracting, you you attract exactly what you are. So if you don't love yourself, if you don't have enough self-love, even if you're trying to get into a relationship by, you know, maybe trying to get your dream body, it it doesn't work because you're still manifesting and attracting some someone else who maybe doesn't love themselves and this relationship becomes very toxic. So in order to attract a love of your life, you have to love yourself first and realize that you have to become the man or the woman of your dreams first by yourself before you get into another relationship and get involved with somebody else. Absolutely. So important to really understand yourself before going into a full-fledged relationship. I I, I 100% agree with that. And, and, uh, you know, the food nutrition, I love your, your stance on this, that maybe it's not so important to count calories and to go exactly what society says, but what's your view on like healthy food and portions and how are we going to eat whole foods? Not, not these weird processed foods that are advertised as dieting, but like whole foods that are healthy for our mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. So I think whatever you put into your body, it it has an effect. So if people, a lot of the times they don't feel very good, they have brain fogs, it comes from what you're putting into your body or maybe your gut health is not in check. I think gut health is is a very important thing because your gut health is your second brain and your gut health is where your, your intuition and that intu- intuitive feeling comes from. So if you don't have a healthy gut, you can't have a healthy brain. And you also don't have that sharp intuitive feeling, that gut feeling. So whatever you're putting into your body, it's, it should be for your health. And I think that there's so much processed food out there and and foods that are labeled low calorie that people are just getting on, maybe low fat, low carb and all that stuff. I really don't think it matters that much, whatever something is like low calorie, low fat, low carb. 
you can eat all of these macronutrient groups. Like we have proteins, carbs, and fats, and the diet culture is telling you, well, you have to cut out fats or you have to cut out carbs or you have to bring up your protein so high that that's the only thing that you ever eat. And I I really don't believe that. And I think a healthy diet comes with balance. You have a balance of protein, carbs, and fats. You eat your vegetables. And maybe sometimes balance means that you do have a piece of chocolate sometimes, but it's not all the time. And you're not doing it out of hatred for your body and you're not binging on that chocolate and you're not binging on the cake. It just comes from, oh, I kind of just want to have a piece of chocolate and I'm going to let myself have it and not be restrictive about it because the moment you try to be restrictive about something, that's when the binging comes later. Absolutely. I love that. And, and I, I totally agree with you. And, and the way I see this for, for me is that I think food has an energy and it directly affects our energy field and our emotions and our just like you're saying, our mental status with our gut, heart, and brain neurology, it's so important to be well fed in a in a whole food environment, you know. And and to me, there's the vegan, there's the paleo, there's like everything out there. But let's just get back to whole foods and like real energy. And I think another piece of it, and I'm curious on your thoughts on this, is that when we're eating food, it's also about the environment. It's about how we're feeling. How are we talking to that food? How are we, what's the conversations? Are we on the phone? Are we eating really fast? Are we like really engaged in, you know, even praying with our food or working with it with intentions or giving it energy or something along the lines of like giving your food intentionality with, um, with, with whatever it is that you want to be doing, right? Like using that energy. Absolutely. And I love how you said, you know, we're so distracted all the time. Like with my clients, they have told me that, well, I overeat or I can't figure out when I'm full. I don't have any hunger cues. And I always ask them, so what are you doing when you're eating? Are you watching TV? Are you on the phone with somebody? Because if you're distracted and you're not really paying attention to the food that you're eating, well, of course, you don't know when you're full because your mind is somewhere else. And I feel like it's also just almost like a disrespect to the food that we're eating. Like we don't even pay attention to what is in front of us. And the thing that I like to remind my clients of is that so many other people don't have access to food. And the fact that we are sitting here eating a meal right now and we're distracted, our mind is somewhere else and we don't, we don't show gratitude for the food that we do have how how entitled does that make us look like like we already have so much food and we don't even say thank you we don't say thank you for the universe for for providing this food for us because things are not given like thing things well i mean they are given but we're not entitled to to anything so whatever is given to us we have to be grateful I love that. Yeah. And just, just adding gratitude to our meals is a game changer and, and adding some sort of energy like that. I love that. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious on, on how does all this like come together for a, like a whole body, whole mind, body, spirit transformation for your clients. Cause I can see how somebody comes to you for, I want to lose weight, but then it's like six months later and you're like, Maggie, I'm a different person. Like, what did you do to me? Like in a good way. Right. Mm -hmm. I can just see how you're such an amazing coach. So tell me more about those transformations. Thank you. So with my clients, it depends on where they're at. So there are clients where they they really want to focus on their physical fitness right now. And, and that's okay. We start off with the physical program, the confidently lean method, and we take we take them through the physical transformation. And what I found is that a lot of people, once they've gone through that physical transformation, they 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 find that they're still not satisfied because they're still missing those other three areas, the emotional, spiritual, and mental. And that's what I found in my personal life too. After I got my dream body that I've always wanted, I still wasn't happy. And I felt like there was so much more out there that I was missing. And 
missing that spiritual component especially, that is where I was filling the void because I didn't understand myself. And I really believe spirituality is just a deeper dive into yourself. It's not worshiping, um, you know, a higher power. It's not, you know, going to church every week. Like, you can do that. But at the end of the day, spirituality, it's, it's a decision in every moment to choose love over fear. And I really believe that's what it comes down to. And that requires a deep dive into yourself, into the darkest parts of yourself, your shadows from the past, and bringing them to light. And that is when you have this holistic transformation, when you have worked through your physical and then moving on to the mental, emotional, and spiritual. And now you are you are this person who who can bring so much light and love to the world and you're not looking for external things to fill your internal voids. Absolutely. And and what kind of projects do you have coming up? What are you working on? Like what does what does Maggie's future look like? Yeah, so my focus right now is the podcast. So my podcast is called Mind Muscle Enlightenment and I put a lot of my energy into that because I I really believe that it's it's something that I just want to have for me to share, share my knowledge to people for free. Like even if people don't work with me with with coaching or whatsoever, even if people never purchase anything from me, I want my podcast to be a platform where it's just a collection of my personal experiences, the lessons that I'm learning, what I'm helping my clients with. I still want people to get value out of that in their lives. So I spent a lot of time on my podcast and currently I do have my other coaching program, Magnetic Attractor, open and I'm spending a lot of energy on that as well. It's just for women to attract and manifest their dream relationships by working on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of fitness. And we work on self-love because we we got to love ourselves to manifest and attract. And then we take that into an, an intimate relationship. So by the end of the program, these women, they have a really good idea of how they can manifest and attract and how they can bring that into a relationship and make it long lasting because you don't want to just attract a relationship in and then and then not have it last. Like It's really about bringing that long-term relationship in and having the skills to communicate with your partner, to work with your partner on a deeper level and to form that soul connection because we know that intimacy is not just physical and that's where a lot of people go wrong absolutely yeah intimacy is definitely on all four levels and and i love the way you're talking about relationships and and having those tools of communication and you know defining values and defining boundaries and and learning each other's like deep love strategies like that all that stuff of you know, first the self-love and then the tools come in. It's like, that's exactly how you create the most beautiful relationships possible is that communication that's at such a deeper level that you communicate about everything, right? Yeah, it's just, I mean, even communication outside of words, because I think a lot of people think that while communication is just about what I say, but communication, like over 90% of communication is nonverbal. So how are you showing up for your partner on on another level like how how do you behave around your partner and and how do you how how do you bring your energy into the relationship because i think a lot of communication for me personally is feeling the energy and and feeling if we are vibrating on the same frequency and and i think that's the way that i like to take communication instead of just focusing solely on what my partner is saying like how can i bring my my presence and my love into this this moment so that i can bring that loving energy into the relationship oh that's that's so beautiful that's an amazing way to look at relationships i love it and where can people find you where can they connect with you um how can they get a hold of you 
Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. So that's where we talk about the four areas of fitness. And I mostly hang out on Instagram. So my Instagram is at MaggieDong underscore. And if you want to work with me, I have two programs, Confidently Lean Method. That is for women who want to get lean and get get strong without yo-yo dieting, without restrictive dieting. And my other program is Magnetic Attractor. That is for women to manifest and attract their perfect partner. Wow, those programs sound so amazing. I want to do them. Um, Sounds so cool what you're doing. I love it. And um, anything else you want to talk about? Any other questions um, that I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, Anything else? Um, Well, I think I'll just leave with the fact that (laughs) the universe always has a way to teach you and and that is my biggest lesson in in my life is that if you are just open to what life is trying to teach you instead of running away from the lessons because I know a lot of people we I mean when things are hitting us in our lives when we're not having a good time we tend to run away that is our first instinct but if you're just open to to life and open to the lessons, you'd be surprised of where life will take you. And no matter what happens to you, the universe has your back. No matter how horrible you think the situation is, you're going to look back at some point in the future and realize that everything happened exactly the way that it's supposed to happen and you will be so grateful. I love that message. Thank you so much. And this has been an amazing conversation and podcast. And and I want you to come back. I want to connect with you um, again. And, and thank you, because seriously, this was so cool, so amazing. Um, um, just deep insights here into, you know, everything's not just physical. There's so much more than that. And, um, you know, you can find me on uh Thomas M. Warham on Facebook and mountainmindtricks.com. And you already found the podcast. So that's amazing and awesome. And we'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Thank you.